If I give you one message to hold in your hearts today, it's this. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. The more that a broken system tells you that you're wrong, the more certain you should be that you must keep pushing ahead. You must keep pushing forward. Boy Scott here from Moke Society is here to bring you the happenings and news of the day. I don't always circle back, but when I do, I've already pre-screened the question. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a good one tonight. I can promise you that, guys. Welcome in, everybody. How's everyone doing tonight? We are streaming on Twitch. We are streaming on DLivePill.net, and of course, Foxhole, and also now streaming on the Roku channel at WokeSocieties.tv. For everyone to enjoy there that pay the extra money, you can now watch it live stream with us instead of the replay right now on WokeSocieties.tv. So we are now streaming on five different platforms, and it's great to be back. It's great to be back, ladies and gentlemen. So welcome in. Welcome in here. Let me just get a couple more, a few more people in here before we get to the sponsor of the day. I shoveled snow all day yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. We, I shoveled so much snow yesterday. I went outside, I think, four different times, four different times, and went out the last time today. And we probably got close to two and a half, uh, two and a half feet out here in New York. So it was a nice, comfy day yesterday. Um, a nice day from uh, after Sunday night's uh, drunk societies. And uh, I'm back. I'm back. I got a lot of emails. I should have probably made a, put an episode out there saying I was going to take a break, but I was just so fed up. Um, I was just so burned out. I didn't do it. But here I am. Everyone's been uh, coming back, and uh, we're just going to have a great time here. So welcome in, everybody. How's, uh, how was everybody's Monday weekend? Were you also snowed in as well? How was the storm? Matrix Codebreaker, what's up, man? What's going on, my friend? Drunk Societies was epic <laughs> from Danish Girl. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty epic. It was awesome. It was a nice two-hour uh, two stream. So awesome, awesome to see. And I'm so glad to see all of you here as well. Two feet here in Pennsylvania. It's 78 degrees out here in Arizona. Well, <laughs> I got nothing to say for anyone out in Arizona. That's all I got to say. New York is, uh, we are still freezing cold. And as you guys can t see here, DLive has remonetized this channel. So they follow, they did the right thing, I guess. And, uh, and so you guys can continue to donate there. And you guys can also donate if you don't want to donate through that. Through that means you can also donate through, what's it called? Cash App. Cash App, yes. You can now do Cash App. So Jodine, you've been waiting to donate to you for ages with the diamond. Carter to Philadelphia here with the diamond as well. Yes. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. So with that in mind, let's get into tonight's, spo tonight's sponsor here. And this is where I want to bring it. Red Pill Ohama, Ohama, Omaha, New England, and Northeast. That's a full name. Diamond, finally, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And as soon as this music wraps up, excuse me, just finish some coffee here. We'll get into tonight's sponsor. Today, ladies and gentlemen, the, the sponsor of the broadcast is brought to you by LifeWave.com. My buddy, Sean, who helped me get this channel started, he's one of my mods over on Twitch. He is uh, promoting this product, and it's. It, I haven't tried it myself, but from, whatever, from what I'm hearing, it's a great product. And let's give you a breakdown of what this is. What if you could increase energy, flexibility, strength, endurance, and increase energy? Flexibility, strength, endurance, stamina, focus, and concentration within seconds or experience euphoric joy, deeper sleep, increase inflammation, increase immunity, and detox just by sticking on a patch or two. LifeWave phototherapy patches originally designed for U.S. Navy SEALs are cutting-edge wearable technology invented to increase human performance at every level. These amazing patches actually induce beneficial biochemical and physiological changes without pills, creams, oils, injections, treatments, diets, or exercise. It's as easy as sticking on a patch every day. They, cap they capture the infrared light and heat emitted from the body and uses it as a power source to se uh, send special signals to the body to induce biochemical and bio <laughs> bioenergetic changes such as increase the formation of certain youth and antioxidant peptides and stem cell activity. There are no side effects as nothing enters the bloodstream except the body's own light. Welcome to Star Trek Medicine. And what I'm going to do, guys... I'm going to drop this link right now in the chats. If my mods could please spread this out, spread this out everywhere and get the word out to help a patriot. I'm all about helping patriot businesses out here. I just dropped the uh, the link in the DLive chat. I'm going to hop over to the Twitch chat. What's going on, Twitch peeps? What is going on? What is going on? And yes, there you go. And I see Thinking Patriot is already dropping his links here on Twitch as well. If you guys could get those out, help a patriot Help them out. And remember, when you support the sponsors of this channel, you are supporting this channel as well. So lifewave.com. Go check it out and see for yourself the results. Very, very good. So I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be back with everybody. It's been a, it was a much needed vacation. And um, yes, it's exactly what I needed. And, uh, you know, it was, it was nice. It was nice to be away. I was still following the news and all that stuff. And, uh, but you know, it was just a nice break and, um, I'm more, I'm more encouraged and excited about the future now more than ever, but let's get into the news of the day, shall we? Because there was so much, so much going on here. Republican, this is from the Epic Times, Republican announces California gubernational run as Newsom recall nears threshold. Yes. Yes. Is it possible? Ladies and gentlemen, Gavin Newsom could be getting recalled here and where are they out? The signatures, they need one and a half million signatures, one and a half million. But now... Newsom, a Democrat in his first term, is facing criticism from within his party and from Republicans for handling for his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic and other matters. Shocker, right? A recall effort has garnered 1.3 million signatures of the 1.5 million required to get on the ballot in some of the Silicon Valley players. So I think what do they have? They have till April to do this. They only need 200,000 more signatures. So for all my California peeps. For all my California peeps out there, if you can get access to this and sign this petition, I wish I would have gotten the link, but I don't have it. I don't have the link now. 
But please go out there and sign that petition. Get that get that scumbag out of office. I don't know what happens once they reach the signatures. There's probably going to be a trial. There's probably going to be a whole bunch of things that go on. I'm not sure the chances are not happening, but at least if you put some skin in the game, you show up, you sign it, yeah, at least you did something. At least you did something. So that's awesome. I see uh, my boy, uh, Thinking Patriot, said he already signed it, and a bunch of Little Cat B also said another mod out on Twitch. I signed it months ago. That is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So you guys saw this as my thumbnail. I said, I don't always, this is uh, this is Jen Saki. I don't always circle back, but when I do, I've already pre-screened the question. What is she talking about? What is she talking about? What is that meme saying? Well, Jen, uh, Jen Saki here has been an absolute joke of a press secretary for Joe Biden's administration. Kaylee McKinney could have ran circles around this chick, and it's just such a downgrade from what we've seen uh, with Trump and his administration. So she's been seeing some of the heat come on her on Twitter, and she even calls it out on, on this video here. This was a press conference from yesterday of her just saying that. Here we go. And last thing I just want to do before we get to your questions, um, I often note I'm going to circle back. I hate to disappoint conservative Twitter, but I am going to circle back on a number of things, as we often do directly. But uh, Hurricane Maria Fun. <laughs> she does like to circle. She absolutely loves a circle. And from a video here from the infamous Dre Fanzor, the infamous meme maker, here she is circling back. Round, round, get around, I get around, get around, round, round, I get around, get around. Beautiful, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful. And that's what we're dealing with here. That's what we're dealing with, and it gets even worse. There was some. Uh, there was another meme here that I had that I found. Um, because I'm trying to catch up from everything that happened last week all the way till now. Just some things that I've kept on the back on the back burner till I got here this morning or this afternoon. There was another one here where she was asked about COVID, and she's she's going through her pages, and it's just like this awkward dead silence. It's this awkward dead silence. It was awful. Somebody made a meme on it from Reverse Mockingbird. Okay, one more. My latest work of art. I love I love making fun of this lady. Watch this one. Lots to say about COVID, no doubt about it. Um, so, let's see. Let me let me let me um, talk to our team about it. Yeah, we don't have an answer. It's okay. It's okay. But the worst part about all this is there was a report that came out about this this afternoon. Originally came from the Daily Beast, and even it's always suspect when the left the left uh, run media come after their own. So you always have to think about that. But this came out from the Daily Beast, and the Gateway pundit picked it up. And saying Biden White House asked for questions from reporters in advance of presser with Jen Psaki. And this headline alone, if this is if this was absolutely true, which I do believe is true. How the hell did you get your job if you're going to ask for questions ahead of time? If you're the press secretary for the White House, how does this happen? 
And it says right here, if you're a reporter with a tough question for the White House press secretary, Joe Biden's staff wouldn't mind knowing about it in advance. According to three sources with knowledge of the matter, as well as written communications reviewed by the Daily Beast, the new president's communication staff have already, on occasion, on occasion probed reporters to see what questions they plan on asking the new White House secretary, Jen Psaki, when called upon during briefings. And the request prompted concerns among the White House press corps, whose members, like many reporters, are sensitive to the perception that they are coordinating with political communication staffers. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. How can you do your job and how can, it, how can you have any credibility with the American public if you're going to go down this road? And I've only watched a couple of the press, of the actual press um, gatherings or whatever you want to call them. Every time a reporter asks a question, they all have their masks on. She, you can always tell the the, uh, the reporters that you can tell they're smirking after they ask the question and she goes through her notes, doesn't give an answer. We're going to have to circle back. I wonder behind closed doors, they're not going to say anything, but they're probably making fun of this one behind closed doors among their own circles in D.C., and if they're if the left wing media is making fun of Joe Biden's own press secretary, you can tell. I don't think she's gonna last. I don't think she's gonna last long. And if the, if she does keep staying out there, my God, my God, good luck, good luck. Because now you know what's going on. Now every time she has a there's a press briefing, all the outlets and some other people are going to specifically watch just for sound bites now, and she's gonna get thrashed every single time. And she she knows she knows she's watching Twitter. There's still some conservatives left on Twitter, believe it or not. I'm still on there, and there's some others out there still, and they are just waiting, waiting to get make fun of this woman in front of everybody. And I have no problem with it. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. But let's switch gears here. Donald Trump called it. He called it. And the moment he said he was going to be leaving or if he was to be out once he was done being president, the uh, mainstream media, the ratings were going to tank, and they absolutely did. From the populist press here is talking, saying CNN primetime ratings crashed 44% during first week of Biden presidency. The bad news for CNN and MSNBC, Donald Trump turned out to be correct about their business model. The good news, his impeachment trial comes in sweeps month. Variety reports that the post-Trump era looks bleak for both cable networks, while Fox News looks as though they barely, and it cuts off there. I could care less about either one of these outlets, but the reason why I believe... CNN is getting ousted more than ever is because they're not even talking about Joe Biden. They're still talking about Fox News. They're still talking about Trump. They're still talking about this fake insurgency. Um, you know, what they call the insurgency, which was not an insurgency. People want, you know, we don't even have to go down that road. But they, they have nothing else to talk about. And Joe Biden, if they talk about Joe Biden's policies, all they're going to do is this, is they're just going to oust themselves. That's all they're going to do because even normies, and down the middle that voted for Biden are seeing that everything he's doing is bullshit and it's not helping. It's not helping anything. And when you have CNN legal an, um, analyst, uh, analyst Jennifer Rogers talking about saying you don't have a First Amendment right to lie. This is this is where I think this is where the, the ratings are truly dropping. Listen to this exchange real quick. Our legal analyst also joins the conversation. Uh, Counselor, let me start with you. This is the 14 page brief filed by the president's lawyers. Uh, it says, number one, this is unconstitutional because he is a former president. It says, number two, that he has a First Amendment right to speak. And therefore, he said things at a rally and people attack the Capitol. You can't hold him accountable. 
Yeah, those are wrong, um, and they're well countered by the very long brief the House filed earlier today. I mean, you don't have a First Amendment right to lie. You don't have a First Amendment right to put people in danger, uh, and he did both of those things. Um, and, of course, we know the jurisdictional arguments were covered in about 40 pages of the House's brief as well. So, you know, it's not surprising that... Who are these people? <laughs> Who are these people? You don't have a First Amendment right to lie? Of course you do. Anyone. That is the first. It protects all speech. All speech. So you're only allowed to speak. In their in their terms, you're only allowed to speak. But if it goes against what they say or they don't agree with you, it is not covered by the First Amendment because it gets pushed into a box that we call lies. That is what they are still saying. They're still petting this garbage. It's unbelievable to see it. It's still unbelievable to see it. But it's out there. It's out there, and their ratings are going to continue to tank. And the funny thing is, I'm so fascinated to see what the landscape of everything is going to be when Trump gets back into the public light, when he starts making more statements. I think he's obviously staying low right now with his impeachment coming. The impeachment trial starts, I think, next Monday night, or next Monday, the 8th, February 8th. I think that's when it starts. Once that, whatever happens with that, after all that goes through, I am sure he's going to be back out um, doing his thing, burning down the, um, especially burning down the GOP and burning down all of his enemies that when that went after him, he's definitely not done. It's going to be curious to see if the media is going to be covering Trump post, uh, post presidency more than Joe Biden present presidency. It's going to be really interesting to see that dynamic. Because towards the end of the show, we're going to be talking about this a little bit more. Talking about, is Trump, or is the movement going to explode even more that now that he is kind of not in the limelight anymore? Because I feel like a lot of people are saying, a lot of people believe um, that aren't Trump supporters. They still believe he's a martyr and more people are going to be more sympathetic over everything that's happened to him. It's a very interesting conversation. And I'm really curious to see where this goes. Very curious. But... As you all know, while I was on vacation, one of the most insane headlines that that came out was the Black Lives Matter being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. The Nobel Peace Prize. And Donald Trump is still has yet, I think he's been nominated because of all, all the uh, Israeli, uh, the Middle Eastern peace deals he did. And he's been uh, nominated a couple of times now. And I'm just wondering... If Black Lives Matter is getting nominated, what does the Nobel Peace Prize really mean anything anymore? I'm not sure. But when you see headlines like this from the Daily Caller, talking about Black Lives Matter linked to 91% of riots over three months, study finds 91% of riots over three months. So who's the other 9%? I would love to know. Was it Antifa? <laughs> like, how has this happened? The U.S. experienced 637 riots between May 26th and September 12th, and 91% of those riots were linked to Black Lives Matter movements. Is 2021 going to top 2020? It's going to be a very high bar to beat, but it looks like we are on that projected path, and I'm going to be here in the ride, here with the ride with all of you guys. All of you. We're all going to be riding this train together, and I can't wait. I can't wait to ride through this all with you because it's going to be an experience. And I really do believe, like Trump has said, our, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. And one last thing before we get the show started tonight, before we get into the rest of the topics, this one, this video made me laugh so hard. Everyone knows what Joe Biden's doing with all the jobs. 
killing jobs left and right, um, replacing big oil for uh, for climate, more climate friendly uh, jobs, and pretty much this is this video came out. Washington Examiner put this out of Kamala Harris saying, "We know, we know those jobs are going away, but you know what? In replace of those jobs, we're going to put you." And jobs like reclaiming abandoned landmines. And you're probably thinking, oh my, what? You think that's crazy? No, she actually said this. <laughs> We're going to play this video real quick. Listen to what she says here. So it's job creation around investing in American manufacturing, job creation in terms of investing in American infrastructure and building up, back up American infrastructure, job creation around, for example, all of those skilled workers who are in the coal industry and, and, and transferring those skills to what we need to do in terms of dealing with reclaiming abandoned um, uh, landmines, what we need to do around plugging. <laughs> he literally said that. Here, hold on. Here it is again. Uh, landmines. What we need to do. Are One more time. De dealing with reclaiming abandoned um, uh, landmines. <laughs> what? So hold on. Let me get this straight. Imagine. Imagine you were going to work on the pipeline. You have your family, your, your you know, your wife, your kids. All right, babe. All right, honey. I'm going to work. I'll see you later. Joe Biden kills your job. You have no job. And then the vice president then says, don't worry. You can you can transfer those skills and get a job like finding or reclaiming abandoned landmines. So it's just funny in my head thinking, imagine you're saying goodbye to your wife instead of going to the pipeline. Bye, honey. You're hugging your kids. I'm going to be in the in the landmine fields finding, <laughs> finding abandoned landmines. I love you. Hopefully I make it back today. And then you go off on your way. Hopefully they're getting paid some hazard pay, but I, I just I couldn't stop laughing about this. How can anyone take these people seriously? No one can take these people seriously, but this is what, ladies and gentlemen, this is the attitude we got to take on this. We got to laugh. We got to stay positive. This is what we have to do. And I'm totally cool with it. Absolutely cool with all of it. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump right into the show today. We're going to jump right into the intro and uh, it's going to be a good time. So we got a lot of people joining in today, and um, it's good to be back. Great to be back with all of you, and uh, it's going to be a good time. So you guys can, again, donate. You guys can do Lemons again on DLive, and you guys can go right through Cash App. If you guys do go through Cash App, all the money goes directly to the account. There is nothing cut off from that. Everything goes to the channel, so you guys can now donate again on DLive and all that good stuff. So that is what we got going on today. Thank you all for joining here. I'm ready to go. Let's get the intro started, and I'll see you guys on the other side of it. Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to the land of the real, but it's like the twilight zone, the plan is surreal. It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed. Bring your thoughts to light, all the plans they can steal. Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls. The tide is turning, patriots are now in control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fall, stay woke. Open up guys and keep them healed. All they do is lie, realize how everything is real. Surprise the looking glass, the future is revealed. Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Woke society's thin, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. So they're non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. 
Beautiful. Welcome in, everybody. I just want to give a shout-out to Dave for the donation for Trump, and God bless the USA. What? I don't know what that was. Hold on, guys. Something's going off here. I have a tab open or something. Oh, my goodness. I have too many tabs open right now. Oh, that was Addle's show. <laughs> that was Addle's show coming through my background. Very good. Welcome in. Okay, guys. Getting all the uh, all the kinks out to the show. Like I said, when you take a break like this, it takes it takes a couple shows to get back into it. So glad to be uh, glad to be back. Yes, we're not going to take it. That's what that show was. So yes. So where I want to start today, ladies and gentlemen, I always love bringing truth and light to the, the most disgusting people in the world, and they need to be called out. They need to be called out, and that's exactly where we're going to start today with the Lincoln Project, and we're going to move into some of the other current topics right after this. So let's get into it. So on from the Gateway Pundit. Never Trump Lincoln Project co-founder John Weaver was busted for grooming underage teen boys. Lincoln Project responds. Now, if you guys remember, the Lincoln, po- uh, the Lincoln Project put a ton of money, a ton of money behind Democrats and a ton of money um, to defeat Donald Trump. And they've been this nasty organization. They docked some lawyers that were helping Trump with all the uh, voter fraud and all that stuff. They were just a nasty nasty organization and um they're just they're they're just not good people whatsoever and the funny thing is we we talked about this story probably about three or four weeks ago on this show and not many people were talking about it because i found an account on twitter of one of the guys i think that was um that that was actually groomed and had some of these things done to him and nobody was listening to this guy donald trump jr was retweeting and there was a lot of large accounts retweeting this guy and now it is out for sure that this guy, the co- one of the co-founders of this organization, was grooming um, the youngest one that, is, that we can see so far, a 14-year-old boy. And now everyone from the Lincoln Project is acting like, ex- you know, surprise, why are all the Dems pedophiles? It's interesting. I'm sure it's on both sides, but it always seems to be a more side than the other. But now they're all trying to put keep him at arm's length, saying how no one knew about it. And it's all shocking surprise to everybody, which nobody, nobody is buying this right now. The Never Trumpers at the Lincoln Project are scrambling to put out fires after one of their married founders was caught sending sexually explicit messages to young men. 21 men accused of Lincoln Project co-founder John Weaver of online harassment, according to a report by the New York Times. The youngest victim the New York Times spoke was to was just 14 years old when John Weaver started messaging him. And it's just really, I just... I don't get it. I don't get it. It just it grosses me the hell out. That's I see people saying six 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 got a cure though. Yeah, the New York Times says the evidence of Weaver's online harassment is well documented and backed up by screenshots which we've seen on Twitter and other platforms. It was an open secret, but the Lincoln Project is acting like they had no idea Weaver was grooming young men, including underage teen boys. And one of the most extraordinary things was how much of an open secret this was among the men Weaver commonly targeted. Young gay men interested in politics. Three men told me they described the harassment to a friend, and the friend guessed it was Weaver. The New York Times reporter Maggie Astor said. So it was like this well-known secret saying, and it was the people were almost joking around about it. Oh, this, uh, yeah, Weaver, oh, Weaver must have texted you. Did he send you something nasty? Oh, yeah, that's kind of what he just does. 
this was well known among the organization, and now they're all pretending like this is uh, this is some new revelation, and nobody knew about it, and nobody is buying it. The account I was talking about that first that I saw personally first break this was this account right here, Ryan James Gerdusky, and he is calling everybody out, literally calling everybody out that had. That was call, that was saying he had nothing that he didn't know what he was talking about, and no one listened to him, and he lists them right out. When young men approached them, they ignored it. When they heard I was working on the story, they warned Weaver. When I wrote a story, they said nothing. When Axios published a story, they said he's just gay. Now he's a predator. Project Lincoln lied. They knew, and they're complicit. And it's really, really sad to see so many people come to Weaver's aid and try to pretend like. Oh yeah, it was kind of gross. It was really gross to what he was doing. But from what I knew from uh, understanding from Weaver, he was a really, really good guy. He was a really, and you can see this. And these are politicians. These are these are some prominent people saying they were they didn't they were cool they were cool with Weaver. They had no idea, and nobody is believing this. But the worst part about it is, and this is why Trump and so many of us out here say that the mainstream media is the enemy of the people. They pick and choose what they want to show you. We all know this. This isn't breaking news, but it reminds me so much of what we've seen in the history, especially with what happened with Jeffrey Epstein. And even before Epstein was like a household name, how there was the story was going to be broken about him, and certain outlets decided to oust the journalist or oust the story, the journal, uh, the stories that the G's journalists were bringing up, and say we're not going there. Same thing happened here, and this is from Newsbusters saying CBS, NBC refused to cover sex scandal of Lincoln Project co-founder. On Sunday, the New York Post dropped a disturbing report featuring the accounts of 21 men who accused anti-Trump Lincoln Project co-founder of what we just read here. The only one that ended up doing it was, at, shockingly, was ABC's World News Tonight. And they only spent two and a half minutes detailing some of the accounts. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why this is why so many people out, out that are still brainwashed, that still don't know what's going on, all you have to do, if you really don't watch news, if you really don't, if you don't have, if you have friends, relatives that are, they're just, they're really hard to get through about these topics that we talk about. A simple question to ask them is, okay, all this news is happening. You don't know what's going on. Just ask and th- or think about who are the ones that are keeping quiet about all this stuff? Who doesn't say anything? Because depending on who it is, especially women out in Hollywood, if you're a Democrat woman who was raped, had sexual assault, or if you're a guy, it doesn't matter what gender you are. If you're a Democrat, then you're, you're going to get the full support of the Hollywood elite. But if you're even against a Democrat, you get no support. Your voice is buried, and it's not heard. It's, totally, um, it's, it's, all, it's all hypocrisy, all of it. But the worst part is Hollywood and these people that have all these ties um, to pedophilia – they are all quiet about this stuff. Nothing ever gets mentioned about it. And remember the Project Veritas video of the ABC News anchor that had all the goods on Bill Clinton, all the goods on Jeffrey Epstein, um, Virginia Guffrey, all those people. This was years ago. ABC squashed it and said, we're not doing it. And the hot mic moment was caught. Um, Project Veritas got it and exposed this. This was like a year or two ago. I'm sure a lot of you remember this. I'm sure a lot of you remember this. But it's still happening now. They are still covering up for pedophiles. But the thing is now, the big thing is now, some of you might have known this was going on. A lot of you have been awake for decades. And cheers to you for sticking it through 
decades. I couldn't imagine being there where literally, really, a lot of people just were not unified behind certain uh, these certain topics, or just even knew they were going on. Now we have millions of people. They're awake. They're red pill. They know what's going on, and it's still happening. And now we're calling them out for it, which is why we're going to continue to do this on shows, my friend shows, and continue to expose this darkness. But I don't want people to forget this. This was before my time, before I started getting into this. But when you start drawing some connections of what these people are connected to, it brings you here to John McCain and John Weaver and their relationship. Why is it? Why is it that these these deep state creeps always have connections with each other? And when I brought up Epstein before, you all remember you all remember what Cindy McCain said. This was John McCain's wife. What are the odds? Really, it's from Rising Serpent on Twitter. 21 and accused of Lincoln Project co-founder of online harassment and John Weaver, a longtime GOP operative who advised John McCain and John Kasich made sexual overtures to young men, sometimes offering to help them get work in politics. This is part of the game, the nasty game of politics. You do what the, what the uh, top dogs tell you to do, and you're going to go far. It's the same kind of garbage that happens out in Hollywood. Same type of stuff. And remember, when Cindy McCain had this quote, she went on, there's a video of it. We played it on the show. Don't remember when, but it definitely played on the history of the show. Cindy McCain admits, we all knew about Epstein. And remember, she said there wasn't really anything we could do about it. And now the really gross thing, if you guys were on the internet, on the internet today, the Daily, uh, the Daily Mail, the outlet from the UK, uh, put out some new pictures of Epstein on his Lolita Express holding looks like a young girl on his jet and she's asleep on it. Her face is blurred out, but he is holding her and he's just staring. It, it was, it's creepy. It's creepy. I didn't even want to put on the show today. Um, it's out there. It's nothing, it's nothing explicit, but knowing what this dude did with his, with his group of friends, with Bill Clinton and all these other people, it's really creepy to see because if you don't know what's going on, it looks like just a, a normal picture, but it was a picture of him holding this girl while sleeping. And the days before this event, he was in Disneyland with a bunch of people and there's kids everywhere. And there's all the pictures are on there. You guys can go find it if you want, but I didn't want to put it on there, but it just ties all this together. So perfectly when Cindy McCain admits, we all knew we all knew the club knew these elites knew the government knew the politicians knew about Epstein. Don't forget don't forget it was Robert Mueller's F, uh, FBI that used Epstein as an informant. And he also they also knew what this dude was in. And they still worked with him. And remember, the first time Epstein got nailed, he got a slap on the wrist and he basically walked in and out of the uh, Miami, I think it was the I think it was Miami, one of the whatever one um in Florida, the jail, he pretty much got to walk in and out whenever he wanted to. It was it was nothing. Absolutely nothing. He got nailed with um soliciting to an underage prostitute. That's all he got. That was Robert Mueller's FBI and a corrupt and a corrupt police department. Remember that. They are all part of one big club. And it's really gross to see this. And they all knew about it. And now, now the Lincoln Project, they are backpedaling. They're getting slammed left and right by both sides now. And they look like fools. And on top of it, it just makes me feel so good that they, they blew millions and millions of dollars um, 
on the campaign, and it just, you know, they they wasted a lot of money. And I have no sympathy towards these people whatsoever. Not one bit. So I want to just uh, change gears here real quick, and I want to talk about what's going out in my, Myanmar. And I don't know if I'm saying that right. If someone could put in the chat how to pronounce this, everyone knows what I'm talking about. The military seizing power out in this country, talking, literally talking about a military takeover of a corrupt uh, civilian government, supposedly, supposedly. And this caught my attention because, my God, the irony and the coincidence, uh, the coincidence that this happened. We were all expecting this to happen in the United States, right? That's what we we're all waiting for. We we're waiting for this military takeover. Um, to take out this corrupt government that f- completely defrauded the American people out of a legitimate uh, win for Donald Trump. But it happened in a different country, and now seeing the fallout of this is extremely interesting. Miramar, thank you. Thank you so much. Miramar, that's so much better than the way I pronounced it. From Routers, Myanmar, Myanmar's military seized power on Monday in a coup against the de- um, democratically elected government of Nobel Lorat. I own Song Su Su Kai. <laughs> We're moving on. What does it call him? I own. Who was detained along with other leaders of her party in early morning raids. Western nations condemn the sudden turn of events which derailed years of efforts to establish democracy in the poverty stricken country and raised even more questions over the prospect of returning a million uh, ro- Rogane uh, refugees. The UN. The U.N. Security Council will meet on Tuesday, Diplomat said. Amid calls for a strong response, the army said it had responded to election fraud, handing power to military chief General Ming Ang Holeng and imposing a state of emergency for a year in the country, also known as Burma, where neighboring China has a powerful influence. This is all going to be teetering back and forth, teetering back and forth between Joe Biden Is he going to play by China's rules or is he going to step up and do the right thing? We all know the answer to this. Most likely how this is going to happen. Now, I don't know anything about this military. I don't know if these people had a fraudulent election. I'm curious. I would love to know if these people use Dominion machines and their elections as well. And also a lot of these officials, a lot of these officials had, um, had some ties to Barack Obama I wasn't able to dig up much information on that just for uh, time's sake today, but they had some ties to the uh, Obama administration. So, without really uh, speculating too much about that, I don't know if this is a, if, if this was actually uh, a, a fraudulent election or not. But either way, the military has come in. They said they're going to be in there for for at least a year, and then they're going to hold re-elections and sort this out. Apparently, that is what's going on here. But one of the funniest things to come out of this. Why the military was taking over and closing down highways and closing down all these other things? There was a woman here. I guess she does. I guess she does like um, exercise videos every morning, um, wherever this location is. And literally, I don't know if she knows that a coup is taking over behind her, but she's literally doing her exercise workout while this is happening. This is uh, this is just a quick video of it happening here. Check this out. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. You can buffer now. That's always fun. Yep, there's the military. Military's just doing their thing. 
We got media. And she's just dancing away. <laughs> now, a lot of people have memed this already. A lot of people have memed this. And they even put AOC's face on this. But it's just... In the clown world that we live in, it, I feel like it's just this was so 2021. You have you have these you have the military taking over the country, and she's just dancing around having a good time while all this is going on. She might have known her. She said, "Well, screw it. I'm already here. I already got my shit here. I'm just gonna keep dancing and doing my thing here." And uh, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. But it's still crazy, still crazy to see. Um, that a scenario like this played out. And a lot of people were, I saw, I was getting a lot of messages about this saying, why didn't this happen in the U.S.? Why is this not, why is this happening somewhere else? The thing is, ladies and gentlemen, the more and more and more I think about everything that we were waiting for, everything that we thought was going to happen to me, the way I think about things now is if it's so obvious to us and we're expecting things by a certain time, that that stigma alone is telling me that it's probably not going to happen because if we think we know when it's going to happen, the bad guys and the people out there that want to prevent this, they certainly know, too, of these murmurs and rumors and things that could happen. They are fully aware of this, too. If anything is going to happen, it's going to be a surprise to everybody, a complete surprise to everybody. And I still see a lot of people out there, a lot of accounts, still trying to put dates on things, predictions on things. I am ne- I'm not going down that road. I rarely did on this channel before, but now the way I'm looking forward to 2021 is taking it day by day, looking at what the real story- stories are in front of us and try to figure it out from there. They're the pr- predicting and saying by this date, it's not going to help anybody. And it's just going to disappoint the hell out of people. Absolutely disappoint people like crazy. So we're not going to go down that road anymore. For good reason. You guys are going to come here for the uh, for the happenings of the day, some new stuff to laugh, to feel good, to get a positive message because I don't black pill. I never black pill. I get angry sometimes, as you guys know. But, yeah, there, there are things happening. We have to keep this train going. But Pompeo, getting back to the story here, Pompeo, also from Matter, says, U.S. has concerns about Myanmar elections. We'll closely monitor Process And U.S. Secretary Mike Pompeo Monday said the United States has concerns about the paramilitary actions, paramilitary actions, which he said mark an important step in the country's democratic transition and will continue to closely monitor the process. The United States will continue to closely monitor the electoral process. We call on all relevant authorities to ensure tabulation of votes and resolution of complaints is undertaken in a transparent and credible manner, Pompeo said in a statement. And I saw a lot of people saying, Oh, this is comms for this. This is comms for that. Guys, I I personally hate the whole comms thing. I hate it. I can't stand it. And you want to know why is because there is no way to verify what these comms are. There's no way to say for a concrete, this is what it means. And to me, it's the same thing as putting dates on things and saying it gets that wrapped up in people's minds. This is what it means. And then it doesn't happen. And then you're pissed off and upset. Pompeo could just be calling this out. He was a former, you know, this was his realm. This is what he did. He could just be weighing in on things happening. But it, it is weird, I will say. It is weird that this happened. And it's due to election fraud being the reason why the military came in. And it's just it's just ironic, right? 
We saw the National Guard come in. We were all hyped up. I was included. I was right there with all of you. I was I was thinking it was happening too. And yes, we've all been let down by dates, and that's why. That's why you will never get that on this channel. You're just gonna get straight, straight news, straight happenings, and forget dates. Forget it. But it's just really interesting to see how the White House is going to respond to this because there is Chinese connections here. There absolutely is. And as of yesterday, and it was being reported earlier today that the White House, the Biden administration, was having complete chaos because they are trying to figure out how they're going to label label this. And you're going to see what I mean by label in just a minute and how they're going to move forward. This is from the DailyMail.com saying, Chaos in the White House as Biden admin officials argue over whether to call Myanmar military takeover a coup over fears they will anger China and be forced to withdraw foreign aid. They don't want to get uh, Daddy China upset. They don't want to get him upset. And Joe Biden threatened to reimpose sanctions on Myanmar on Monday as, as, as his admin debates whether to call the military takeover a coup. An inside familiar with the back and forth described the discussions as chaos, as officials fear that the White House calling the military takeover a coup could anger China and force the United States to withdraw foreign aid, Politico reported. Myanmar's army took power of the country early on Monday and declared a state of emergency after detaining de facto leader Ayung along with members of her party. And this was more pictures of what happened here. And the administration has so far refrained from calling the takeover a coup. But as we got updated news today, because that article was from yesterday, from Zero Hedge, Biden actually went in and declared this a coup d'etat and has now formally declared it a coup d'etat, which means Washington is required by law to cut off all foreign assistance to the Southeast Asian country. If further announced, that targeted action will be taken against those responsible for the arrest and continued detention of the election, civilian leadership likely in the form of sanctions. So it was really interesting to me, guys, because when Biden got in, right, or we, we think, guys, to me, Biden Biden's a fake president. His admin's a joke. I have been paying more attention to everything else besides Biden's exec, executive orders, which he's, I think he's got over 40 now. It's insane. It's absolutely insane, and the American people are seeing exactly what is going on here? They're seeing it all. They know what's going on. But when you look at what's going on outside of our country, when Biden got installed, you saw all the Honduras, all these uh, Guada, all these people from South America coming up in these huge caravans. And people are saying, Scott, those could be, those are probably staged. They could be, you know, who knows if they're real or not. Whether they're real or not, would it surprise any of you if there's a mass influx of people coming to our border now that they know Trump's got, excuse me, now that they know Trump is gone, back to business as usual, let's get everyone into America. Joe Biden is going to let us in. But it's not just there. What do we see out in the Middle East? Bombings happened. ISIS, the whatever whatever remains of ISIS is still out there taking, taking credit for, um, I think it was in Baghdad, suicide bombings, uh, people hitting other people with uh, missiles, unrest coming up in the Middle East again. Iran asking uh, reports of Iran that they're going to have nuclear weapons built in a matter of time. Just within a couple weeks, guys. It's like the deep state was on hold for four years with Trump, and now they are trying to go warp speed to catch up at the four years. And that's why I'm saying, like, it's guys, it's not this isn't rocket science. 40 executive orders, this isn't Joe Biden needs to catch up, and Obama is getting his shadow presidency. 
whether it's Biden and other people, Obama telling him, we all know because Obama said it himself. You saw the you saw the video on this show. If I could just have a a, a heads, um a heads or a walkie talkie or something where I could just talk to someone else's year to have them carry out what I want to do, he would absolutely love that. He is, he has admitted that on camera. That is very well could be hop- happening right now. Because if you see Joe Biden, he looks frail. He looks lost. And have you guys seen the reports? I would love to know out in the chat. Have you guys seen the reports about Joe Biden's signature? Have you seen this? You know how um, Trump would show his uh, executive orders when he was done signing them? You see his nice, big-ass signature on, on the EOs, right? Joe Biden never shows he never shows his signature. And apparently, from what I'm seeing and what I'm reporting, I would love to know what you guys have said. And I've seen some of you have noticed in the chat. I see it. I don't have it here, guys. This was just I don't I just something in my head that I saw today. His signature is changing, and a lot of doctors that have weighed in on this show that's early stages of dementia and other um, age um, problems with aging or ailments of aging, and it's completely different from just a few months ago till now. And I'll try to find it for the next show for you guys. But yes, that 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 was a big reason why I believe why he's not showing it. Or maybe he just doesn't want to. Maybe he's just got an earpiece in. What am I? So, okay. Next. Next. Sign this one. Next. He could be doing that too. We have no idea. We have no idea, but it's super interesting to see. Yes. And people are saying Alzheimer's. Um, those executive order pages are blank. Forgot his signature altogether. <laughs> it looks like Jill is signing for him. Who knows, right? I see you all in the chat talking. Right or left-handed, I'm not sure what, what side he is. I don't know if he knows what side he is at this point. And people are saying that's late stages of dementia. Middle or late. But this is what I'm saying, guys. Regardless, Joe Biden is not making it four years. He's not going to make it four years. And I still feel like there is a huge plan in place um, that's going to be happening when Trump gets back in the public light. I don't know what that is. I have no idea. But I do know once Trump gets back into the limelight, we're all going to be focusing on him. Whatever Joe Biden does, no one's going to care what this man has to say. Nobody's listening to him now. Nobody's watching his press briefings with, with the you know or, orange, orange, girl, orange girl bad now. Which is just so funny, absolutely funny. But this is what, that's what we're seeing outside the country now. I want to just I want to look at this real quick. I don't want to give AOC too much airtime on the show, but you guys probably heard about this. AOC went on this huge Instagram video talking about how she was sexually abused and how she is now trying to compare what had happened with her sexual abuse. And this isn't downplaying anything that happened to her as, as far as sexual abuse. I know a bunch of people personally that have gone through that. It's hard. doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. does not matter. It's tough. That's not making fun of this. But she is comparing to what her, what her sexual abuse was to what happened on January 6th. And to me, that is just absolutely ridiculous. And I'm not sure if you guys heard the story, but apparently when she was in, in the Capitol, when all this stuff happened, she, was, she had to go and run and hide. She was looking for clothes to put on, to switch out clothes, to blend in. She ended up in a bathroom or something, and she was hiding behind the door. And one of the it was a cap. It wasn't even in, it wasn't even one of the got people that got in um, into the Capitol. It was a Capitol police officer 
that said, where is she? Where, where does she go? Looking for AOC. And that, that is who she was afraid of. She didn't know who they were. The whole, she put no context in this and the people that got down to the details, put all this stuff out on Twitter, but she's comparing that. She is comparing that to what happened on the six to her sexual abuse. We've all, we all saw the tweets that she put out talking about how, you know, people that were supporting Ted Cruz wanted me dead on the six. It was so scary. And we've all seen the pictures. We all, we all saw what happened on that terrible day. It was awful. It was a terrible day. Nobody wanted that to happen. Nobody besides the infiltrators that wanted to carry this out. And they got, and they, they accomplished what they set out to do. Nobody that listens to this show, nobody that watches was thrilled or happy about anything that happened on the six. It was a terrible day. It was supposed to be a good day celebrating with our president and being patriotic and having our voices heard, but it turned into a shit show. Nobody wanted, nobody was talking about going to the Capitol. Nobody wanted that to happen except for the people that wanted it to happen. And, you know, I don't care what side they're on. People that carry that out, they need to be charged. They need to be punished for it. But we all know, we all know, nobody was, nobody was assaulted besides the girl that got shot and killed, the unarmed Trump supporter. None of Congress was touched. No, there was no guns. None of that stuff happened. It was insane. But now she's comparing it to Ice Cortez compares Ted Cruz and Josh Howley to sexual abusers who are trying to silence their victims. And it, it amazes me. And so many people have said this as well. So many people have said this. AOC is a master at turning narratives and making shit about herself. She has literally turned the Capitol riots into, woe is me, I'm the victim. She got 1.4 million views on her Instagram video the other night. An absolute joke. But you re- the reason why, guys, I'm talking about this is we have to point out these people all these people, all their hypocrisy, all of them. Because not too long ago, Cassandra Fairbanks tweeted this out. This was from December 2nd, 2020. Yes, she is a troublemaker, and this is exactly what I'm about to show you. The the thing that critics of activists don't get is that they tried playing the polite language, policy game, and all it did was make them easier to ignore. It wasn't until they made folks uncomfortable that there was traction to do anything, even if it wasn't their full demands. That's an interesting take. And when you keep going, the whole point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable. Activists take that discomfort with the status quo and advocate for concrete policy changes. Popular support often starts small and grows. Hmm, does that sound like our movement, ladies and gentlemen? Popular support often starts small and grows? I would say so, absolutely. To folks who complain, protest, demands make others uncomfortable, that's the point. And again, this isn't advocating anything violent. People showing up in numbers with signs, being peaceful, and doing protests that aren't burning things down, that aren't beating people. Yes, even that will make people uncomfortable. That's exactly what it is. So what is she talking about here? What is she talking about? This is why you cannot take these people seriously. They are nothing but liars. They're they're con artists. And I saw some people say sociopathic narcissist. Yes, that is absolutely true. 
and she's comparing her abusers, sexual abusers, and saying the same behavior is the same behavior as Ted Cruz and Josh Halley. Now, that to me is is too far. It's just too far. It's weed paranoia, somebody said. And KC Defense, thank you so much for the diamond. Let me just check uh, the cash app real quick. I want to make sure I don't miss any here. Heather, thank you so much. Ten, uh, thanks so much for the uh, donation. Off subject, but Drunk Society was fire. Yes, everybody enjoyed it, and I'm so glad they did. Absolutely did. But yeah, this is uh, it's really crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But I just mentioned Ted Cruz, and I just want to talk about him just for a moment. I was a huge fan of this dude because he he defended Trump. He defended a lot of the same values that we all want um, for our country. He was always on. He was always going after big tech. All that stuff, but Ted Cruz, guys, he went and opened his mouth. He went and opened his mouth. This was on, I don't know if this was his own channel or a podcast that he has. Um, It's called Season Premiere Biden's America. And this is what Ted Cruz had to say about Trump. Cruz put a lot of blame of Trump in the stunning turn. Cruz says President Trump's rhetoric, I think, went way too far over the line. I think it was both reckless and irresponsible because he said repeatedly, and he said over and over again, he won by a landslide. There was massive fraud. It was all stolen. It was all stolen everywhere. That evidence that the campaign did not prove that in any court and to make a determination about an, an election, it has to be based on the evidence. And so simply saying the result you want, that's not responsible. And you've never heard me use any language like that. What I, what I have said is voter fraud is real and we need to examine the evidence and look at the actual facts in particular. What is the evidence of how much voter fraud occurred and did it occur in sufficient quantities and in sufficient states to alter the outcome of the election? That would have been the mandate of the election commission to assess. I don't really have a problem with what he said later on, but in the beginning where he says, I think President Trump went way too far over the line. Cruz, what, why would you say that? He said, peacefully and patriotically, we're going to have our voices heard. What is going on? What is, why would you say that? And I talked him up so much on this channel before, before all the election stuff went down, before Biden got inaugurated. And he went and said that. Trump did literally nothing wrong. We all know the timeline of when those people went into the Capitol building. They were already there while Trump was still giving his speech. That says everything. The two guys that brought those bombs to the Capitol, they were there placed the the night before. That was on CBS. That was reported by Catherine Heritage. And they're still trying to find those guys, and I hope they do. That's just insane. That's the kind of stuff I don't care. That's It's terrible. Bombs? No, no, no. That, that stuff, yes. If you're making bombs to go to the Capitol, that is domestic terrorism. That shit needs to stop. But Ted Cruz saying this, who do we have Who do we have that we can fully trust? Because I thought it might have been him, and it's obviously not. It obviously isn't. And what do you have to protect, Ted Cruz, as far as your reputation already? Is it with your D.C. buddies? Is that what this is about? They already hate you anyways. They're already trying to cancel you. Josh Halley, his publication got canceled. And then they, they reneged, and now he, he, his book is now out. But besides Josh Halley and one other, which I'm going to bring up right now, because we need to get behind the America First 
pol- uh, politicians that are going to truly put us first. I'm talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene, and they are going after her hard. And even Mitch McConnell here said she is a cancer, called her a cancer for the Republican Party. Those are extremely strong words, and I've called the Democratic Party a cancer, and also the Republican Party. To call someone specifically out for cancer, and you're part of the own party, that that is part of your party. <sighs> How can you not? How can you not want to go after these people? How can you not? And I'm talking about with words, not physically. Senate Maj- uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell slammed Marjorie Taylor Greene's statement on Monday evening as calls continue to grow across the political spectrum for Republican leadership in the House of Representatives to take action against Greene after a number of her past inflammatory remarks made over the course of several years have recently resurfaced. In a statement, McConnell said that Greene's embrace of loony lies and conspiracy theories were a cancer for the Republican Party. That's rough. And ever since then, ever since then, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been going on an all-out offensive, and we all need to get behind this woman and support her because she certainly put a response back saying the real cancer for the Republican Party is weak Republicans who only know how to lose gracefully. This is from the populist press here saying this is why we are losing our country, and she is 100% right with that take. She said, I'm the greatest threat. She put that greatest threat in quotes to the Democrat mob and the activist media. They hate me because I represent your America first views. They think Trump is gone, so they attack you and me. He's not gone, and we won't back down. We will never give up. We, We refuse to be canceled. And I think she's already raised, she raised $50,000 already as of last hour. And then she was going for $75,000 to continue to support this woman. And it's, we have to, we really do have to continue to support America first like her. And there's going to be many others. There are already people we saw with Gavin Newsom in 2022. There's already people that are going to be going um, for the primary and going to primary. A lot of these Republicans, guys, the Republican party is dead. It's absolutely dead. And why is it dead? We're going to talk about that in just a moment as we get to our other sponsor for tonight's broadcast. We're going to talk about Trump's impeachment and his new lawyers and their connections, which is very interesting to me. But first, let's get into tonight's sponsor for the broadcast. Again, Alula Wellness. This is my mother's uh, business. It's a diet business, and we all need that COVID weight to drop. I will be starting. I know I said this a couple weeks ago. I will be starting this diet this weekend. The Super Bowl is Sunday. Super Bowl is Sunday, so I totally forgot, so I put it off. I will be starting this diet personally on this weekend, and we're going to be losing weight together with you all because we all got COVID weight to lose. So go check out alulawellness.com, and let me get my script up here. Breakthrough M2 is a fast, effective, healthy weight loss program that's used homeopathic liquid drops in a structured, balanced diet. The drops support the body's ability to help to clean and get rid of abnormal toxic fat that your body doesn't need, abnormal fat, While on the program, you will take your drops three times a day before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We use detailed food lists and exact amounts that help you easily plan your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You will drink 90 ounces of water or half your body weight in ounces of water, whichever is greater every day. And in five to six weeks, the average weight loss for women is 20 to 25 pounds, and men can lose 30 to 40 pounds. Doing a program teaches you how to make the best decisions for your body to help you keep the weight off. This can be the last diet you ever do. And when you guys go to sign up, this is what it'll look like. You just fill out a simple sh- uh, little thing here. You'll get a uh, phone call from one of the coaches, a consolation call to get to answer all your questions and all that stuff. And again, guys, this is supporting a Patriot business. And this diet, 
I did it a few years ago. I lost 30 pounds in three weeks myself. It works. It's all natural. It's a boot camp of a diet. It's intense, but it works. And I can promise you, you've never done a diet like this before. So go check them out, alulawellness.com. If all my mods could please drop the links in the chats to go sign up for that, to get your free consultation, that would be fantastic. And thank you to my mods for doing that tonight. I really appreciate it. So let's talk about Trump's impeachment because this to me is going to be the springboard for all the events to carry out going forward. Now, the last report that I saw last week was um, he had some lawyers. They were, they were arguing on where to go as far as what they're going to be using as evidence. And supposedly, some of, that, some of those uh, arguments are about Trump wanting to inject evidence of, of the voter fraud. And these, uh, these lawyers didn't want to have anything to do with it, so they, they bounced, which was fine. So... He got some new lawyers, and Trump put out a response here. I'm just going to go over it briefly because, to me, the response, we all know what his response is going to be. We all know what happened, what Trump would say about this. This is from the Epic Times saying, Trump lawyer, impeachment is political weaponization of a constitutional process, and that's that's simply what this is. This is unprecedented. The man was already impeached once over nothing, and he's now out of office, and he's going to be impeached again. And the other thing is about all this the Supreme Court, uh, Justice Roberts, said he doesn't want anything to do with this. So this is a clown show of an impeachment trial, and they know it. They know it. And he put out this huge, it was like a, uh, I don't know, 10, 12-page thing, uh, statement from his lawyers in response to this. And even here, a quote from it, this is a very, very dangerous road to take with respect to the First Amendment, putting at risk at any passionate political speaker. And it's going to set a precedent. If they do this, you know damn well that the other side is going to the. If you want to even say the Republican Party is going to use this back on them, it's going to set a dangerous precedent if they follow through with this. And this was uh, this was just the piece of it right here. Trump and his legal team have responded to legal brief issued by the Democrats in the upcoming Senate impeachment trial, calling it moot and unconstitutional, um, which is pretty funny because we saw those words when. Uh, when the Supreme Court and other courts were saying we cannot look at the we cannot look at these uh, voter fraud cases because of simply procedural issues, which is absolutely it's just BS. We all know it's BS, and they call it moot and unconstitutional as well. And them calling it back to me, it's just a great troll move. I love it, I love it. But the uh, you can you guys can find it online. It's all there, it's all there. But I want to talk about their um, Trump's new lawyers that he that he hired, and their interesting connections. And to me, what you guys are going to see here in just a moment, these guys are kind of shady. And they do have a political past. And what am I talking about? This is from WayneDupree.com. President Trump's new Senate trial lawyer has a political trick up his sleeve from his past. And I want you guys to see this. President Trump changed his Senate trial team over the weekend. He fired several of his lawyers. South Carolina lawyers Butch Bowers and Deborah Bar- uh, Barbiar and former federal prosecutor Greg Harris, Johnny Gassier, and Josh Howard had left the defense team by Saturday, calling it a mutual decision. The source said the lawyers left over a difference of opinion on the direction of the defense's argument. Another anonymous source told the AP Bowers and Barbier left because Trump wanted them to make election fraud allegations during the trial. So that's going to be interesting to see if that actually does happen. 
Trump will now be represented by trial lawyers David Schoen and Bruce L. Castor Jr. Now, let's look at Castor here and his background. Castor is an interesting player in this game. He was previously a Montgomery County PA district attorney. Actually, he was the DA who initially refused to prosecute Bill Cosby for his various nefarious, uh, nefarious shenanigans. But Castor also was a county commissioner in Montco. Who else sat in the commission with him about 10 years ago? Josh Shapiro, the current Democrat uh, PA state AG who is about, who's up to his neck in PA election irregularities. Very interesting. So this Castor guy was one of the ones who initially refused to prosecute Bill Cosby. And he has connections to Josh Shapiro, who is up to his neck in voter fraud allegations and irregularities. Very interesting connections there. Shapiro is the poster boy for a stolen PA election. To make it more melodramatic, there is also some bad blood between Castor and Shapiro when they served together in Montco. So, is this is this a re, is this a revenge play? Very hard to know. So, so this could be a grudge match between old county foes, but on the national level. And why is Castor on the Trump legal team? Because Trump's former team would not squarely focus on election irregularities. Castor will, and that is a dagger aimed straight at Shapiro. So, the thing is with Trump, he knows once you cross Trump, he is going to come after you. And on top of it, Trump is known for when he is down, when he looks defeated, that is when he comes out of nowhere and takes the win. And now, it, from what I'm reading here from WayneDupree.com, one of the lawyers here has some grudges also against some of these people. And maybe there is revenge on in the, in both these guys between Trump and his lawyer, and there is nothing else to lose here. Trump's already, he's already, his business has been jacked. He's not on any social media. What else is it, do these guys have to lose? They don't got much to lose, in my opinion. They have absolutely nothing to lose. And I want to just read this article, guys, because I've always liked to I always like to keep things positive and on the up and up. With all this going on, regardless of what happens, because people already said that Trump could have, uh, you know, he could have issued D class with the uh, last with the last impeachment trial. Nothing happened. Is nothing's going to happen now? I'm not saying this lawyer's going to come in and inject some insane evidence about election fraud in this and everything's going everything's just going to blow up. I'm not saying that could have happened. I guess it's possible. We'll have to see. We're not making any predictions like that. We're not going to do that because all it's going to do if it doesn't happen is let people down. But it's something to keep an eye on. Like I said, the impeachment trial starts next Monday and it's going to be must watch and I'll probably have it streamed on on this channel um, when that does happen. It's going to be hard to watch because all we're going to see is uh, Trump incited an insurrection and it's going to be hard to listen to, but we're going to get through it together. But the thing is where I want to stay positive, this came out from the national file. Democrat media panics as they realize Trump's base is growing stronger after Gates' Wyoming, Wyoming rally. And this is from a mainstream media reporter, Tara Palmieri. She said, I think that's that there's a huge disconnect between Washington and the rest of the country. You think? <laughs> you think? Ridiculous. Anyway, moving on. As Democrats continue their march against President Donald Trump, one inside the Beltway reporter has been awakened to the fact that with every dagger the Democrats throw at President Trump, his base support only grows stronger. 
People don't want to hear anything against Trump, Palmieri said during an appearance on a hardcore progressive cable news channel. The more he stays out of the media, the more that he becomes this martyr, this looming figure over the GOP. And I, I can totally agree with that. She said, I actually went out of my way to try to find someone who would defend Liz Cheney. And we all we all know what happened with Liz Cheney. She's getting absolutely destroyed um, by by literally everybody besides the ones that the snakes that are with her um, in, in, in Congress still. But she this reporter, she went out of she went out of her way to try to find someone who would defend Liz Cheney. And I really could not. Palmieri told the interviewer she didn't have that much name recognition considering she's a Cheney. I said her name at a hardware store and someone shouted a threat at her. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. But the whole entire thing is, and it says here, grassroots movements in support of President Trump, who majority Republicans believe have the 2020 election stolen from them, are springing up across the nation as they have in Wyoming. Ohio Trump supporters are even spearheading an effort to have a day designated for honoring the 45th president. And I think this was an effect that the bad guys just were not expecting. And this is why I am more positive than I was before, the way that we have to walk through this. Of course, I would have loved a Trump second term. All of us would have. All of us. In my opinion, he's the greatest president in our entire country's history. But now that he's all out of the limelight, nobody can blame him anymore for the things that are going on. He's not that lightning rod figure that everyone can just use him as, as a scapegoat. He's out of the picture now. And we saw it in the first couple of weeks, guys. We saw it. Biden went in and did all this changing with his EOs and everything else he was doing with the drug prices, with cutting out assistance for opioid addiction. Why would you do that? That do do only one side have have a problem with opioids? That's for that's just a human thing. That's on both sides. It doesn't matter who you are. Humans have addictions no matter what side of the aisle you're on. And they're all asking why. And if Trump was to go in and continue to do his thing, it would have been orange man bad for another four years and God knows what. Do I still think there is some kind of a plan out there? I do, but we'll have to see what happens. But I think this has made our movement stronger and it's actually making us grow faster than we would have if Trump was still in. And I know that sounds crazy, but I really, I really starting to believe that. And in a way he is a martyr and people look at him as a sympathetic figure, especially among his base. And now all that energy is going, everything we're going to be seeing, we're tracking everything, everything we're seeing on the show, all the shows are covering this, all my friends are covering everything going on now. There is nowhere where these people can hide anymore. And Joe Biden's administration, they want to continue cracking down on on the big tech platforms. They're going to have more filters for hate speech, as um, Saki said just yesterday. They're going to continue to crack down and hate speech is going to become anything that you say we disagree with is hate speech. That's all it is. Content creators like myself and my others, we've already went through this. Everything, all the stuff that we were to platform for, the reason for it, there was always one thing in common. It was hate speech. That's not a coincidence. These companies did that. They got together and they either copied each other or they were telling everyone, YouTube, whoever it was, got together or the, these companies are looking at other companies saying, man, we need, a, we need a hate speech crew too. It's a perfect way to censor and delete people we don't want on their platform. And that's exactly what it is. But now, people down the middle, 
even on the left, they're getting censored now, and they're screaming, why are you censoring me? And now it's happening to everybody. And it's going to unite a lot of people that normally probably wouldn't have been united before. Orange man bad is now out of the picture. Who are we going to blame now? Who are we going to blame now? It's going to be a very interesting dynamic, to say the least. Want to go through here real quick with some quick headlines just to give you guys caught up on the rest of the happenings as we close out. I'm going to um, hang out with all of you in the chat here in just a moment. Epic Times reporting FBI must produce documents in Seth Ridge case by April 23rd. Great news. We'll have to see if it comes out any earlier. But now they are demanding, demanding that all these documents, the court is demanding all these documents come forward. Let's see what happens with that. Acting head of DOJ criminal division, a former associate of Hunter Biden's uh, lawyer. And yes, this is why, guys, I kept this stuff to the end. This is the Joe Biden stuff. We got to stay on top of it. I don't want to talk about it too much. DOJ, just Department official hired under President Joe Biden and placed in charge of the agency's criminal division in an acting capacity as a former close associate of the attorney representing Hunter Biden. So you got an attorney here that was protecting his son, now going to be in a leading position of the DOJ. Not a shocking surprise there. Joe Biden also diverted $30 billion in aid to Trump and an aid Trump left for farmers to climate change without waiting for uh, for Congress. So there you go. Farmers that were getting COVID aid, nope, no more. We're putting it to climate change. That should go over well. And DeSantis is going to crack down on censorship in the selling of private data by big tech. And he put out a huge list of what he wants going forward. Just further improving my, my odds of wanting to go down to Florida. I would love to be a citizen or a, a Floridian under this guy. He's got his shit together, and he is he is fighting back against big tech, and I absolutely love it. And Judicial Watch is asking Supreme Court to uphold court ruling requiring Hillary Clinton to testify under oath about her emails. I doubt this is going to happen, but we'll have to see and all that good stuff. And last but not least, the Super Bowl is this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. But, but, the Super Bowl from the CDC Warns against cheering at parties. <laughs> Don't cheer, guys. Put on three masks with your friends on the Super Bowl and make sure you don't spread that Rona. Don't spread that Rona, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Oh, yes. And my brother just reminded me. Jeff Bezos of Amazon at... Uh, Amazon CEO, he is also stepping down. That was announced today. Probably uh, Joe Biden is going to have another one of his, uh, maybe somebody from his admin to be the CEO of that pretty soon. Who knows? We'll have to see. We shall have to see. Andrea with a donation. FAOC, usually good for a laugh. Not today. No, definitely not today. But yes, thank you guys for the Cash App donations. Thank you guys for the Lemon donations as well. All good stuff. All good stuff here. And, uh, yeah. So, guys, that's what I'm saying. It's We're trying to stay positive here. Who's uh, anyone watching the Super Bowl this year? Let me, know, let me know in the chat. Let me know in the chat if you guys are watching the Super Bowl this year. It is this Sunday night. This Sunday night. Very interesting. Very interesting, to say the least. Make sure this is all done here. Donation. AOC, usually good for a laugh, not today. All right. No, no football. 
No, 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 no. Nope. Bunch of no's. <laughs> yeah. Yes, go Chiefs. Pro, pro sports suck. Looks like mostly no's there. Codebreaker says only for Brady. That's funny. That is funny. BLM ruined sports. Yeah, they ruined a lot of things. But they're, they're hey, they got nobody for the nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, so that just fixes everything, doesn't it? <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. No watching, 90 day. 90 day, find it, yeah. There you go. Super Bowl, question mark. <laughs> Why give them the ratings? I hear you. Just effed up. Run for office, and we'll see. Thank you so much for the diamond. Thank you so much. We'll have to see. We shall see. I don't know about that, but I, I want to know, guys. How was the experience over on Foxhole today? Because I have it up on my computer. I didn't see it buffer once, and it has been buffering now, at least on my end, for for a solid week now, and it's just been getting quicker. It's The response time is quicker. Out there on pill.net. All those guys are crushing it, guys. The chat is coming. It is coming. And right now, let's see here. We got about 1,100 on the live stream on pill.net, which is awesome. And you guys, you can always remember, the power chat is another great feature to, um, to donate to the show, and it helps out pill.net. And Foxhole, you guys can you guys can subscribe to Foxhole. It's a great way of supporting the new te- um, new alt tech that we're in, um, that we're imploring here. And uh, and don't forget, oh my goodness, I'm plugging everyone else's stuff. Plug my stuff too. I forgot. Go to wokesocieties.com. I will have everything updated tonight. Everything updated tonight, as far as the content on Rumble on BitChute. On wokesercise.tv, on the podcast platform, all that. But you guys can go right to wokesercise.com, go to the store, check out my merch shop here, and buy yourself some nice wokesercise merch. We have t-shirts, v-necks for the ladies, hoodies, uh, coffee mugs, all bunches of different stuff here, and glassware, beer mugs, water bottles, high-quality Punisher, Yeti-style water bottles, hats galore, everything for anybody. And, of course, you guys can also get the magnets, which are also pretty cool. All cool stuff. We're going to be adding some new designs there very soon. And all that good stuff. And if you guys want to support the channel as well, I can spell. Usually I have this stuff pulled up. Beforehand, you guys can go right to wokesercise.tv. You can sign up for this. This allows you to watch me also on a platform that will never take me down. You guys can sign up for as cheaper than a Netflix subscription and it allows you to access the channel on your TV, on your Roku, to watch all of the latest streams with us live here. There's no chat on there, but it's a comfy place to watch as well. And I see people say, love my trophies. The 2020 participation trophies are a great buy. And they're just they're just awesome. They're hilarious. So that's what we have here as far as supporting this channel. And I've already seen a bunch of people go to the shop already and make some purchases, which is which is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Yeah, and someone someone else has bought some more trophies, so doesn't get much better than that. So 
Yes, DLive will miss us. They certainly will. They certainly will. Let me uh, open up the treasure chest here. Yeah, guys, once uh, once Foxhole has the chat, I'll be mostly following the Foxhole chat more than the DLive chat. The DLive chat is only going to be used for if you guys donate. I can call out donations, but we have some other great features coming for Foxhole after the chat. You guys are going to love it, and it's only going to get better. And once those other features are installed, we'll be getting everybody over to, over to Foxhole. If you have a pill.net account, use that to sign into Foxhole. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much for reminding me of that, Gene. And there's your lemons. There's your lemons, ladies and gentlemen. And let me see here. Top contributors of the channel today are Jen, Jen Ghoul, Luann V, Just Fed Up, Diceman4, Out of the Box, Amy Trump 2024, Lynn's Overit, number three, is Catbird Girl for 424 Lemons. Heather July 16th, 460 and American Nurse Top Contributor of the Day with 2,000 Lemons. Beautiful. Thank you so much, guys. And Rasika 108, two diamonds. Three diamonds. Thank you so much. You guys are wonderful. Four and a lemon. Four diamonds. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You guys are fantastic. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be on with Methods tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then we're going to be back on Thursday night for another stream. And Saturday for another stream. And next week is going to be an awesome week. It's going to be a packed full, packed full week of shows next week. And it's going to be good. I'm going to have a special guest on next Friday, just confirming times. I'm also going to be on, I'm going to be a guest, a guest on a show on Monday night. That is also a channel on Foxhole, and I will announce that uh, later on in the week. So that's all coming. Rasika again with the diamond. Thank you. Thank you so much. So yeah, we uh, we had about 3,500 people combined across platforms, which I'm super pumped about. Super pumped about. And uh, yep, yeah, see you tomorrow. I headed to quite frankly. Yeah, quite. I think Frank started early today, and yeah, he is. He's live already. So, uh, guys, just go sign up for Foxhole. Get on the app. That's going to be the place to be. And uh, it's going to be awesome once the chat's there. Can't wait. Love this chat. All of you, you're all great. Thanks, I find it. Thanks for modding tonight. Thanks to all the mods modding tonight. Remember, guys, go check out my sponsors, my buddy over at LifeWave, Sean. Go check out his product. Go check out Alula Wellness, my mother's uh, diet, diet business, all that stuff. Go check them out. Support Patriot Companies. All that good stuff. And of course, yes, guys, follow me on Gab. Follow me on Gab. I post all updates there and all that good stuff. What happened? Is Scott over? <laughs> My schedule is in the about section. I start at 5.30 on Tuesday and Thursday and 6 o'clock Eastern on Saturday. Yes, the show is over in three minutes. But it was a good time tonight. On Gab and Foxhole. Beautiful. Yes. Use those alternative platforms. That's exactly where we all want to be. For sure. For sure. Just want to make sure I didn't miss any other donations or anything else yet. Not yet. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. 
So yeah, guys, I think we're all caught up. We got everything we needed to say. You guys are caught up on the happenings, and we're going to be back here on Thursday night on this channel. And I'll be I'll be with uh, Methods tomorrow on his channel, Methods of Madness, at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We will need to update Foxhole app for chat. Yes, once it's there, I got, we're gonna once we have once the chat is there and it's ready to go. If there's instructions on needing to update or not, we will let you all know. Trust us. Once it's out, we're gonna we're gonna be blasting that app like crazy. I can promise you that. We're gonna be blasting it like crazy. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. All right, guys. Well, that's all I got tonight. My voice is getting scratchy, so that means I'm all done. I'm all done. Got to save this voice for tomorrow. It's been a great time, guys. I'm glad to be back with the Woke Fam. Glad to be back doing shows again. It'll get smoother again once I get back into the uh, kick of things. Sunday was a uh, was a great drunk society's night. We got to hang out with me and my son, especially my son. The last uh, last 45 minutes of drunk societies, it was a good time. It was an awesome time. So we got all that going on, and uh, it feels good to be back. It feels great to be back. God bless you all. Yes, keep the keep the faith up, guys. Keep the positivity going. We're not stopping this train no matter what. And thank you all for the ones that have shown up. Ever since uh, Biden got in, people have just disappeared. Show numbers have, have dropped. Social media engagements dropped. People, you know, we call them the giver-uppers. They're not, that's not the crowd that I want to be in. We're in this for the long haul. And all the ones that are still here, thank you. Thank you. You guys are loyal. The Woke Fam is strong. And it's going to get bigger and bigger as we go. So, guys, you all want to say stay safe, stay strong, and stay woke. <laughs>